Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. Hey, and I'm Penn. Uh, you may know us from the Facebooks. Your aunt maybe shares some of our videos. It's like, hey, look at this family. They're really funny. And <laughs> you might say, oh, Mom, come on. Linda, yeah. come on. Aunt Linda. Aunt Linda. Anyway, we, ha- we try to have fun. We try to have fun. We throw out these two-minute kind of music videos that are meant to make you laugh. This is a podcast. It's a little bit longer, meant to make you laugh, but also to make you think a little bit, right? Our whole goal in life is to entertain you, but also send you away with some real-life, actionable items to do life better. And hey, we are passengers on this journey. I love this podcast because it's it's allowing us to invite people in to learn from them. You, you just use actionable and real-life passengers. I, I'm very proud of you, honey. You I sound am ready locked. For You're locked in this morning. a board meeting. Yeah. But will you do us the favor? On Apple Podcasts, there's a purple subscribe button. Will you hit that subscribe button? That way, and every Tuesday morning, our podcast just magi- magically appear on your phone. I feel like on Spotify, where a lot of you listen and other podcast services, they have something similar, but I don't know because I don't use that. If you left a rating and review, we'd be so, so grateful. I agree. <laughs> I have, no, no, I have nothing further. No, it just helps us. It helps us, you know, just be able to bring people in. If people listen to it, then we can keep doing it. That's right. what I mean. And I think, and we want you to be honest. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. We've no, gotten seriously. great. We've gotten great feedback about how to be better at this podcasting Love thing it. because we didn't come out of the womb as podcasters. No Although one. Although that would hurt to come out with a microphone. Oh. Ouch. Why did you just give that a I, visual? Anytime people say "come out of the womb," I literally. We should drop it and go on. I know, but I literally think of like because I having a say, child. You come out. Of, you came out of the womb like with jazz hands, and I picture you literally with jazz hands. My like, gosh, that must have really hurt. And then it mom. devolves into you don't know what it's like to have a baby, which <laughs> you know what? we're not going to do that this week. We are not going to do that. We'll this do week. it eventually. So uh, this week I love for so many reasons this podcast you're about to listen to. I have always said my particular brand of anxiety and depression, um, I feel better. My brain shifts when I am doing something with meaning. So the minute I have, I'm starting to go down into the depth of my personal darkness, I do, I do, it's, it's the hardest thing to do, but I clean out my closet and I drive down to, there's a place called Interact and it's, it's a nonprofit that gives clothes to women who are leaving domestic violence situations. We go volunteer a lot as a family. Like if I can get out of my own way and go help somebody else, it really, there is like this mindset 
something that that does change. And so, but not just that, if I can find meaning in what I'm doing, if if our videos make you laugh and you were having a bad day, that brings, that like lifts me in this way. Well, that's good. And and so this week we have someone who has kind of made it her life's mission to lift people. And made a business yeah. about lifting and living a life with me. And meaning. she has a very lifty personality. Oh my gosh, Very, I know. very lifty, very bubbly. And we're going to get to her in a second, but first, we, last week we did a podcast on seasonal affective disorder. Yes. We heard from so many people that found it helpful, which again, that makes my heart happy to know that like the advice we gave you in that podcast was helpful. But we did get a few comments, I will say, that and I will read one and I have and I don't do this often. Um, I, I hid the comment on our Facebook page recently because I don't do this often because I like it to be a discussion and I take criticism. Right. I, I let them stand. But this person started to get attacked. So I had to kind of, ooh, I just got an email. Uh, so I kind of hid it. So this this person, I think she came back and apologized. But the original comment was. There are worse things to be sad about. Poverty, homelessness, health issues, not being able to vote or take part in any sort of change. I'd say all in all, you guys have it pretty good. Try living in a domestic violence shelter or jail cell. Hashtag gratitude. And so just, she just was, to, get some, to get some perspective, that was our response to I've got seasonal affective disorder. And I think what she felt like we were saying or, or were doing was complaining about something that to her seems mundane and small compared to those other things. Absolutely. And I, let me just try Let me try to like say this because totally. I've been living with you. It's two totally different things. Right. Right? Two totally different things. And I think what this person read without listening to our podcast was, you're complaining about the weather? Get over yourself. And I get it. Like if I'll take a snowy day over a – over being in an abusive relationship a, a, a thousand times, but that is totally different. And so the my blood started to boil because this is you never like PSA time. Never ever ever say something like this to a depressed person, because a depressed person it is not that is not what is going on in their head. I have me Kim Holderness a dang near perfect marriage we fight for sure but i have an amazing husband i have healthy children but don't you know that it keeps me up at night that we have a friend whose child is going through her third round of chemotherapy and like this stuff that is happening in this world keeps me up at night and you telling me and you telling me that i can't be depressed because i don't have an abusive husband it sent me over the edge and I think that is not what you say to a depressed person. It is not allowed. You are not in my brain, and it is not allowed. But what I can do is give a, a voice to people who are going through this. And I can do my best to set an example for my kids who I see are going to have this tendency. So when I'm feeling down, I know I have to exercise. I know I have to get outside and I know I have to help people. And we reached out to my friend M because she has turned her life upside down to help women in these situations. And that's what you have to do. I do agree with this commenter. You have to get out of your own way. There is a mindset shift for sure. But there is like chemical crap that goes on in people's brains. It's not chemical. No, it's not. It's not even chemical crap. It is chemical and it is proven. It's not, you know, people who are depressed, you can't just say, here's a better situation. 
No. It's all better. That's not that's not what it is. And that's not how it works. And by the way, Kim, I didn't understand that when I first met you. I didn't. And it, it took me a while to understand. So it, in the spirit of forgiveness, I'm guessing that this commenter probably didn't realize it either. They, they probably aren't around someone who is clinically depressed. And so I'm so glad that you're saying this. And I'm glad that you're like letting people know how you feel because depression is a, it, it is a chemical thing. It's not a bad mood. Well, it's like diabetes, right? So you don't have to say diabetes, like, oh, get over yourself. Don't take your insulin or whatever it is. It is, it is an illness, but guess what? Like I live with it and I have a great life and I have a happy life. Like I have a, there are moments that I'm very dark and down, but guess what? Doesn't mean I'm down in the dumps all day. I love to laugh. I love to be out with my friends. I, but I'm just saying that like, there are, there are, but there are days where it is like left foot, right foot, breathe, left foot, right foot, breathe. And to, and, and I know, like, I, I know how lucky I am in those like breaths that I get to take, that I get a roof over my head and that I have a job that pays a mortgage, that I have a microphone I can talk to that people will listen to what I say. And this, I just, as a PSA, if you are blessed enough to not have this this thing that you're battling and and if you're not battling your own brain i know you have your own battle right but if you're blessed enough to not have this like just be sensitive to the people around you and never never complain to somebody like well i have it worse you should you should walk in my shoes no don't say it you know like it it just it sent me over the edge and now Vis-a-vis. We're about to bring in Emily, which and and we're gonna, and the mood in this place is going to shift drastically. I promise. I'm sorry. My rant no, is over. Don't I, I, whoa, I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. don't apologize for that, honey. Don't apologize. This is important. Like this, I, it took me a while to learn this as well. I think I, I under, like I understand everything. No, I don't. I don't understand everything you're going through. But I see you and I feel you and I love you and I'm glad you got a chance to say that because people need to know that depression is not just a bad mood that you can snap out of and it's not something that entitled people have and it's not something that you should ever be ashamed of right like that was that was the part that really ticked me off yeah and when I, I read that but i i do think also for what i go through 100% of the time i can feel better by taking action and literally we brought in m sexton because if you can find ways to live a life with meaning, if you can, in, in a small way, it doesn't have to be doing what she did, which is quit her job and start a boutique in which 100% of the products are like either benefiting or made by women who have overcome. Like you don't have to do something as drastic as that. It could be like, you could be a volunteer situation. It could be something you could do it at your kid's school. And she has these really incredible actionable, like do today checklist that you're gonna find so helpful. And I do wanna give you some background on her. You, you're going to want to follow her at the Flourish Market or at M Sexton on Instagram and just be prepared to be inspired with every single post. She had a really fancy job on Wall Street. And then now then she, she wanted to live a more meaningful life and she um, quit her job. She lived all over the place. She quit her job. And now she travels developing nations and she finds these gorgeous new goods for her boutique. It's called the Flourish Market. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina. And the flourishmarket.com is online. And even the flourishmarket.com slash holderness, she has like a discount code for us. And um, and you can shop it. This stuff is amazing. She has all everything, every purchase you make, it it goes to help somebody who has overcome, helped women um 
live a life worthy of influence. And um, anyway, I really feel like we should just get to it now that I'm done ranting. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I also want to say um, she, she t- she's going to tell us these sort of steps to starting something meaningful. And I have an idea for something meaningful that may – like I haven't said it out loud yet. And it might be terrible, but it oh might also gosh. be awesome. This is what happens. Do you guys ever have ideas and they're in your head and you don't know how bad it's going to sound before you say it? And then when you – I'm going to do this – on the podcast, so I'm a little scared, but also excited. Well, also like she's <laughs> talking about like living a life like of worth of like just like making a difference in somebody's life. You're like, no, I want to make a difference in my own life. No, no, that's thing. not true. No, I want to. No, I want to bring create. Look, I mean, it might help my life, but I want to bring, <laughs> I want to bring positive, creative content to the world that makes them smile. Yes, I know, honey, and which is what like. I think God found me a you because I don't. You make me smile every day. Thank you, honey. You make me smile. But I also get it when you've got the gloomy gusses. <laughs> Is that what they call it? No, not fu- not funny. <laughs> We're coming right back with this conversation. But first, another one of our favorite partners and sponsors who help us out they support us so please support them it is sunbasket and they are important in december because i like to eat everything <laughs> no but this, in the holidays but and but we we are so busy just like everybody else and you really shouldn't have to choose between healthy and convenient so sunbasket has these super healthy recipes they're easy to follow they take 10 or 15 minutes to get on the table and everything is delivered to you everything you need to deliver them. So there's not like that crazy shopping. And um, and it's healthy. And it's healthy. <laughs> That's the so, big thing for me. So they work with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh organic produce, responsibly raised meat and seafood. Go to the Sunbasket app. There are paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, quick and easy, and it gets it's delivered right to your door. And they have, you can choose between 18 weekly recipes. Repis, recipes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super. Yeah, everything is pre-measured. It's awesome. We had these. They sent these like vegan lettuce cups, and I've been trying to go like it had like this braised tofu. Oh. I had a super question whether our kids would eat it, and I did not tell them it was like braised tofu. Don't ever tell. I them. know. I just I was like it's chicken, and they ate it, and it was like like nothing, and it was like okay, now we know we can add that to the menu, and I really would never have tried that without... Did you like, tell them after, or did you... No, are you kidding me? Because I'll do it again. So go to sunbasket.com slash Holderness, H-O-L-D-E-R-N-E-S-S, to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash Holderness, and get $35 off your order today. Can I get real here real quick? Yeah. I needed Sunbasket this last weekend. Kim and I went to shoot a TV show in, uh, in Pennsylvania, and when you shoot a TV show and you're on set for 14 hours, all you do is eat garbage. I know, garbage. Garbage. I know. I we need, need – like I need Sunbasket to – like I need Sunbasket just to follow me around <laughs> and feed me because I – like after I eat that, that food – I'm sorry. I'm just like getting on my yeah. back. Like I feel so much better when I don't eat garbage. I know. I know. And we'll talk about that TV show in a later That's podcast. right. That's right. Okay. Here's M. Sexton. So welcome, M. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you very much. I met M. She was actually talking to our church youth group, and then I saw her on stage, and I heard her say that she went to school in, eff- in an effort to be a Britney Spears backup dancer. Yes. That was your life goal. And I was that like, that is true. That is, no. <laughs> so back up, because t- this also was my life goal. 
get did you out, know, Kim. Did I, you know that? You did share that with me that night. And then we decided to be best friends yes, after that. Yes. So I was like, will you please be my friend? I've seen Britney Spears in concert four times. Okay. But tell me, yes. tell me about the Britney Spears. Yes. Okay. So I grew up in a small town in North Carolina. And I was really, really good at dance. It was kind of the thing that I did just to like get away from it all. And yeah, that was my one life goal. I went and auditioned with a hip hop number. Yep, that's true. A hip hop number. And uh, I think that they literally only let me in to college because I auditioned with a hip hop number and they felt sorry for me. Oh, like, I don't no. think I did a good job. You, you keep saying I hip hop number. Was the song called I hip hop number or was it an actual song that you can remember? Um, I'm trying. Sadly, think I did my own like mixtape. Oh, and yeah, kept it interesting. I switched it up every 10 to 15 seconds, but literally got in, got a scholarship somehow, some way. I don't think they felt sorry if you got a scholarship. <laughs> and did you have a signature move? Um, so I always put a little bit of North Carolina clogging flair in. I don't know if anyone's ever seen any North Carolina well, cloggers I mean, perform. Yeah. As someone who was raised in North Carolina, <laughs> I can tell you I've never even heard clogging in North Carolina spoken uh, synonymously before. Is that like a thing oh, here? Yeah, it's a thing. So yeah. I'm going to um, have you use your imagination. There's a move called the cow's tail where you turn around backwards, oh. you put your hands on your hip, and you keep your knees locked, but one foot spins in the air. So it looks oh, so like you're a like cow's a cl- tail. You're a legit clogger. It's like I, river dance, but country. It's it like is country river dance. It is. And I recently did bring back my clogging skills for a talent show in California. And I'm not going to brag, but I did take home a trophy. You did. It was a second place trophy, but it was still a trophy. Oh, what are you playing here, Max? <laughs> he this just is has, he has little evidence. Jimmy Dickens about to do some North Carolina clogging. And, okay, uh, that's a thing. Oh, this is it. This yeah. is it. So I would take a little bit of that flair, put it into hip hop dance. Hip hop dance. That's an interesting fusion. So that's like sushi and <laughs> milk or something. That's just a weird combo. <laughs> a big sushi milkshake. Can you yeah. see now why I think that they let me in because they felt sorry? No. For me. Maybe you hit a certain demographic that they were looking for. That and then describe to the listeners what we're seeing. <laughs> yeah, it's like square dancing with very heavy shoes. No. Um, that's that's kind of what I'm seeing here. Kick up your knees, yeah. kick up your feet. I love this. Good time. See, I was a, I, I I was I did all sorts of dance, but tap was my jam. Okay. So, but I know tap and clogging is different. Anyway, that's a different podcast we have, entirely. So when when M walked in, we said we may go off the rails a little. Yeah, we're gonna try it's, to. It's yeah, happening. she has a whole list of things. I'm, I'm gonna bring it back here really quickly, if you don't okay. mind, just because I'm gonna give you my impression of you before I met you, because Kim met you. Okay. We talked about Britney. Spears. I did. Kim generally likes to ease very carefully into friendship. She does. Like it will take her a while I to warm up. I dip my toe people. in. I I'm not sure what in. you did, but she she asked me to put down my phone so she could talk about. I was you. like, I met a girl which oh. also shares a little right. bit. And this is big for us because Kim, like I said, she's 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 selective with her friends, and so when she finds someone, you know, I remember this conversation. She's like, her name is Emily. She gave the most inspirational speech oh. I've ever heard. She's younger than me. She's more successful than me. <laughs> And I'd really like to be her friend because I'd like to surround myself with people who not only I like, but who I would aspire to be like. And it was like she was giving me a a presentation as to why I should. I had um, a PowerPoint. It's no big deal. It was was a very organized thought about you. (laughs) 
And so I've been like a little nervous to meet. I didn't know I because we've been talking about her for three straight months now, and I didn't Aww. know. And I just yeah. met you, Pin. Right. I know. And what if I said something wrong? What if she had like a huge like a mole on the side of her face? <laughs> she or had something? her goiter removed. She, it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just very normal looking, very pretty, and um, it's nice to finally actually meet you as of five minutes ago. Oh, nice to meet um, you too, Pin. And and so anyway, one of the things that you said about Emily was that she was this incredibly motivated, organized, business-minded dreamer. And it's all the things that we want to be as a family, too. We, we would love uh, for our creativity to drive us in everything that we do. We think we do an okay job of it, but we think we can do a better job. And that's why you're here to help us out. Oh, boy. No <laughs> yeah. pressure. Yeah, no exactly. pressure. Yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's very – the, the theme of this podcast and the content we create is about, you know, show your work. Yeah. You know, just be – honest at the process. We're trying to do life better, but we're passengers on this journey. So we're learning. And you had a big fancy Wall Street job mm-hmm. and you lived in Europe, you lived in all these fancy places, but then you were kind of searching for something more meaningful. So tell us how the flourish market happened. Yes. Yeah, so a big gap between going to college to be Britney Spears backup dancer. Long story short, I got hurt two months into college, just switched to business because it was the biggest major at my school. But I fell in love with marketing and sales. And I fell in love with it because I'd grown up thinking it was very slimy and skeezy. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that. But I came to understand through psychology classes around marketing and sales that it's really about understanding a need and how you can use your gifts and your services to meet a need. And when those two align, that's a sweet spot, and you can serve really well in the world and show up in a really cool way and help people. So, um, yeah, but I fell into a job uh, with a Swiss investment bank shortly after graduating from college. But, yeah, around the age of 30, I call it my third-of-life crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically, over the eight years I worked in corporate, I spent I lived in Europe for a lot of that time, and you get six to eight weeks vacation, which is unlike I here know. in America. Ah, socialism. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of that time I spent volunteering in the developing world. Because the skill set I was honing in corporate, so when I walked away from my corporate job, I was the vice president of change management and communication, communications, which meant I was tasked with winning people over to new ideas. And so I was volunteering in the developing world, helping nonprofits and social enterprises with that skill set. So helping win people over to their fundraising campaigns or helping to win people over to buy their um, fair trade goods. And when I turned 30, I thought, I want to do more of that. And so I'm just going to go for it. And the kind of thing that propelled me into that was one night I was on Pinterest. I was really obsessed with the tiny house shows at the time. Totally. Anyone else? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those teeny, you like totally downsized and like this teeny, teeny. Oh, house. okay. No, I was imagining something sort of animated with claymation. No, this is Different a small. Different tiny house. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the people who downsize. Got Not it. Polly okay. Pocket. Yes, you yes. said t- tiny house shows. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yes, yes, I, well, that's good. where your brain went, Pin. Yes, yeah. So the tiny house shows, and I was searching on Pinterest, and you know, in my head, I'm like, let's make a tiny house this year. Just dreaming. And all of a sudden, this thing, as I was scrolling, 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 I saw the first image of what was called a fashion truck. And it was said, the caption was like, first fashion truck arrives to LA. And I was like, what is this? And it looked like a food truck. But you walked in the back and you shopped. And it was like a little mini boutique on wheels. And in that moment, I had the idea. What if I bought bags, clothes, shoes, jewelry from all of these um, artists and groups that I've been volunteering with, filled this truck and drove around town and invited women. <laughs> with your bags. With, yes, <laughs> yes. With all of the goods in the back and invited women in the community to use their purchasing power for good. 
All right, I'm going to stop you there because yes. I, I, I'm trying to imagine that moment that yes. you had because people have those eureka moments, mm-hmm. and sometimes you start sweating, sometimes you, uh, you know, call your mother, sometimes yeah. you call your, sometimes you get very quiet and you think, oh, this is my nugget, I've got to do this by myself, I've got to get to work. Sometimes you have a glass of wine, you forget about it the next day. Mm-hmm. So what what happened exactly at that eureka moment for you? So I started sweating because I was so excited. Sweating. I did See, start, sweating. start sweating. No, my armpits were yeah. all wet. Yeah, yeah. yeah my <laughs> armpits sweat when I get yeah. nervous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> happened and then I couldn't sleep at all. It was like I just had ten cups of coffee and I just went down a deep dark rabbit hole of figuring out who has done this, how does it work, what information can I glean from others and what I found is there was limited information but I looked inside myself and just decided that I could do it I was like okay I have no background in retail mm-hmm. I don't know how to do inventory management I don't even know like if any of these groups wholesale or how that would work but you know what I'm just gonna figure it out everything is figure outable <laughs> right. now time to show your work how in the heck did you go from Pinterest to actually running a successful uh, revolutionary fashion truck. Yeah. So we launched in October of 2015. I quit my job in July of 2015, which was my 30th birthday. And um, I think the biggest key was I spoke it out loud. So around my dining room table with all my best friends on my 30th birthday, I told them I was going to do that. And I'm too prideful to fail. Like yeah. <laughs> Now you got to do it. <laughs> now yeah, I got to yeah. do it. So I think that was the biggest key. I said it out loud. And then, yeah, about a month later, my husband and I were in a sketchy bank parking lot in Western North Carolina exchanging a large amount of cash for an old uniform delivery truck and just reached <laughs> out to friends. I had a friend that was a designer that designed it for free, a friend that was an architect that did all the lighting and kind of drawing that out for us. And then actually 41 friends, I have all their names in a spreadsheet, helped us. Oh, look, oh there's a picture. Wow. We'll post a picture of this, too. Um, look how pretty it is. But, yeah, I wanted it to look really legit, and 41 friends helped us put that together. Um, yeah, so we built everything by hand, um, and which then what, was really cool. And, and so at this point in the story, it was a huge success right away. Mm-hmm. You struggled what? Um, huge success right away because I put in the work and I literally humbly went to everyone kind of asking for help and said, will you host our truck in your driveway? Invite all of your friends over. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. So you would roll up to people's driveways. Sure would. And we got stuck in a lot of driveways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it what's, was the, what's the clearance in the bottom of that bad boy? Uh, not basically zero inches. Uh, <laughs> did you drive it yourself? I did not drive it. My husband would drive it. Um, what if I you was, had to drive it in an emergency? Would you drive it? I don't even think I knew how to turn it on, to okay. be honest. I'm sure I could figure it out. <laughs> Everything is figure outable. Everything's figure outable, right. but Except, I'm sure I'd take out mm. some trees and curbs. Um, it's it was, essentially like a, like a U-Haul truck, like in, the, yes. in its shape. Yes, in the shape. Yep. So That's Max here, our producer, by the way. Hi, Max. I always forget to introduce you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but everybody right. knows Max. Yeah, exactly. I'm world famous sorry. now. Yeah, exactly. I know. He's going to have a food tip later. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So that's fashion truck. And then. Yep. About three months in, I realized, wow, people are tired of trying to track down the truck. We were doing mostly private events at women's homes. People wanted to shop with us. We had an online store, but they wanted to see the products in person. So we started researching brick and mortar opportunities. That was really scary because obviously. Obviously, you have rent, you have the upfit, um, but I applied for a grant with the city. We won it, so we were awarded a $35,000 grant um, from the city. That didn't even cover a third of the cost, I but, which say. I didn't know <laughs> going in. Um, but yeah, we launched on Black Friday of 2016, so we're just celebrating our two-year anniversary in like having a brick and mortar, but it's been a lot of work. There's been a lot of tears. I've literally laid on the floor twice, at least that I can remember crying, <laughs> throwing a two-year-old tantrum, but you know what you get if you dry the tears and you get back to work. Um, because for me, my work is meaningful. 
Um, and any time I'm tempted to just throw myself a too long pity party, I think of the women that are behind our purchases and how they don't. That's not their reality. They actually don't have time to throw pity parties for themselves. They have to get up and they have to provide for their families. And when they encounter setbacks, they have to um, not make an excuse. They have to figure out a solution. So they really inspire me. So real quick, tell us again about the products that you sure. sell there and where how and that why benefits. they're meaningful. Yeah. Sure. So I did what was that first thought I had that night in bed as I was scrolling through Pinterest. Um, we now buy from over 50 brands. All of our products are made by or go to support women who have overcome. Um, so we have clothing made by sex trafficking survivors in Nepal. We have jewelry made by first generation college students. We have jewelry made in Nashville by women who have been um, coming out of really abusive marriages. Um, you name it, we have all sorts of products. When you walk into our store, it looks like any other women's boutique. But as you start to look at the tags, you see that there's a story behind every product. How do you find them? Great question. So most of our brand partners are the people that I met over the you know eight years that I was still in my corporate job and using my time to volunteer. Sadly, the fair trade world and companies like this, it's it's a smaller group. There's not a ton of people doing things like this. So the people that we've added that I actually haven't been on the ground to see what they're doing in person, they've come from my very, very, very trusted network um, of you know friends or acquaintances that have been there and seen their work in person. Yeah, and I, I went in and I took Lola into the store this weekend. And it, like you were saying, it's just like any other store. The yeah. stu- it's beautiful. And I'm getting so many compliments on like the earrings I'm wearing and my little outfits and I stuff. Mean, you yes. guys have matching earrings I know, on. I know. <laughs> I know that the earrings are my favorite. I'll post these too. Yeah. But I mean, more specifically, the sex trafficking victims mm-hmm. in Nepal who mm-hmm. are now making jewelry. Is that correct? They're making or clothes, clo- clothes, actually. Yeah. How did that come about? That's a great question, and I love that brand. That's actually the first brand that we purchased with for our fashion truck. My friend Katie runs the brand, and it's called Elegant Tees. You can visit their website if you want more information. <clears throat> but basically, Katie, um, she was in New York City in the fashion industry and realized the hard stories behind pretty much all the clothes we buy, um, that there's children working in the factories, that the women and men working there aren't even being paid a livable wage. Many of them are living like hours away from their families to provide. They don't really get to see them. And in tandem with that experience, she heard about a nonprofit that was rescuing girls at the Nepalese border. And they were doing this great work of, you know, putting them through a year-long recovery program. But then it was like, well, then what? Right. So so our brands answer that question, then what? So Katie partnered with them to create a sewing center in Nepal, and she now employs over 30 women. Um, and it's just incredible because we've seen these women, they've been – in business for about seven years, but like one of their first um, women that they brought in, Benita, um, she's now the leader and the manager of the group. So she, you know, once she didn't talk when she first came in and she had this really hard story and her family had abandoned her. Now she's reconciled with her family. She's managing this group of women sewers. And it's just truly incredible what a dignified job can do in someone's life. That's amazing. All right. So this is the beginning of your story. The end is, is, is quicker. It's, yeah. Success! Like you, you have your own freestanding store now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it has been covered on local and national mm-hmm. media. It is a real, legit, brilliant, meaningful idea. And so, in order to show our work, I believe Emily has with us now five steps. Correct. Mm-hmm. On how to start something meaningful. Yes, because this is the biggest question I get asked literally from like two months into starting our business. I would start to get messages from Instagram followers and people come in our store almost every day asking like, can I grab coffee with you? Can I just, I'm, I 
I, I find that when I speak, especially with women, they look at other women or men living like these meaningful lives and doing something very purposeful with their time, their money, whether it's part-time, full-time, whatever it is. And they look at that and think two things. The first is, wow, I really want to live my life in that way. And then the second thought they immediately have is, well, I don't have X, Y, or Z to do that. So I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the background. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. You name it. I don't have it. And so I sit down and I look at people in the eye and I say, well, how's that working out for you? You know, I think we've given ourselves these seats on the sidelines and that's not fun. It's life is not meant to be Mm -hmm. a spectator sport. Um, And so here are my five tips to jumping in to start something meaningful. And again, this can be to launch a fundraising campaign, to start volunteering four hours a week, or if you want to launch a full blown business, this is all applicable. Yes. So not only meaningful, but a lot of times it's something new or excuse me, an idea that you have that you're, you know, you have those limiting factors mm-hmm. that you just said. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have this idea, but I don't have this, this, or this. That's right. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start there because I think the hardest part is the before mm-hmm. you take action, it's figuring out like what you do have um, and not comparing like what everyone else is doing. So my first tip is to believe that you have something meaningful to give to the world. And that sounds so simple, but I think that's like where, especially women, we don't think that. And so I'm going to tell a quick story about one of the women behind um, our brand. Her name is Imabet. I was just with her in Ethiopia about six weeks ago, and she said something so profound to me. So she went through a small business training program less than two years ago. And less than in less than two years, listen to what she's done. So she opened up a little coffee business in her village, was super successful. She had two women to work there. She then opened a little mini restaurant. Um, she now employs three women there. She was able to take put all five of her kids through school. So previously they were all working in the fields. Um, they were Their whole family was on the edge of life. They were barely eating and surviving. So now all of her kids um, are in school, which is a huge deal mm-hmm. in the developing world. Then there were seven street kids that were frequenting outside of her little restaurant. She got a home for them. She serves as their mom, and she's put all seven of them in school. Uh. She got her husband a life-changing surgery. She literally looked at me, and she said, without going through this training program and having my business, my husband would be dead. And that was crazy for me to just even process in the moment as she's saying it. And then one of the coolest things she's done is on her own, not through the nonprofit she was funded through, but on her own, she has found 15 women in her community that are on the edge of life that she feels like can launch their own business and have mm-hmm. it in them. And she mentors them as a group of 15, um, like a little cohort once a week, and they're starting to launch their businesses. And I looked at the, I looked at her, and everyone else two years ago in the world would have thought she has nothing to offer. And I looked at her and I said, you inspire me. If if you could tell me one thing I could take back to women in America to share with them, what would it be? And she said something and she had joy in her eyes. And obviously she's not speaking in English, so I didn't know what she said. And I'm like looking at the translator. I'm like waiting for him to translate. And he looked at me and he said, she said to tell them that you can multiply what's in your hand. Mm. You can multiply what's in your hand. And it hit me in that moment that so many times I'm looking at what's in other people's hands. What do they have? How many Instagram followers do they have? How much money do they have? What's their background? Wow, look at their supportive family and friends. And I'm looking at what is everyone else's hands, and I haven't even looked at what's in my hand. So... 
Big yeah. first tip. And that is, I think, because we our instinct is to compare nowadays. We go, yes. I, I'm like, yeah, this, somebody else looks better on Instagram and they, they do this. They don't have. But how if, if you are listening to this podcast on a smartphone or on, on via computer, you're pretty privileged. Yes. Right? Like absolutely. you've got something to share. Absolutely. And I think so my next tip, and this is where I think a lot of people get hung up, they want to do something meaningful or start something meaningful. And they're like, well, what does make me passionate? And a lot of things you'll read, it's like, what sets your heart on fire? Like what keeps you (laughs) up at night? I don't know that answer even for myself a lot of times. So one of the things I did early on is I reached out to my five best friends And I always encourage people to do that. So my second tip is you need to figure out what lights you up. But a lot of times, like, we're too close to what makes our heart beat that the the beat is muffled. And so we have to ask people outside of us. So the question I encourage people to ask their friends is say, hey, I'm doing a little soul searching and I'm wondering if you were talking to me about if you were talking to a friend about me, what would you tell them I'm passionate about? That is a great tip. So you're saying find out what you're passionate about and do that via other people no find yeah find out so i think a big so my my second tip is um figure out what lights you up but i think it's so hard for you to do that for yourself so reach out to like five friends got it okay and ask them in your mind what am i passionate about because my hope is that the way you're already living your life and how people view you the passions they see can be leveraged for something more does that make sense what do you think i'm passionate about see this is what i thought was going to happen i don't love this because you should know what you're passionate about no but that's women what if i wasn't paying attention (laughs) (laughs) that's an honest question okay let me try okay you are passionate about uh helping people yes that seems like one of them Mm -hmm. right uh yeah uh you are passionate about uh, the creation of material goods, not wealth or anything like that, but you would like to create something that you can hold in your hand. Yes. Uh, and you're probably sick of creating something that goes on Facebook that you can't hold in your hand. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, so <laughs> no, I love me some Facebook. That but... uh, you you love uh, theater and dance. I do. And, uh, and Britney Spears. Yeah, she really does. We'll have to tell a story. Actually, there, there's no time like the present. Um, she had. So, by the way, Em much... has come in here with her five tips on living a more meaningful life. Let's tell a Britney Spears story. I want to hear because right. I think I know what this story is going to uh, be. Well, I mean, it, I think it's very apropos as we were talking about, you know, um, an impoverished Ethiopians and Nepalese oh families. Uh, Kim had too much wine and Xanax and bought VIP seats to the Britney Spears concert. In Vegas, well, set I wasn't us back owed, I, a couple of months on the so, old mortgage. So, no. <laughs> um, what had were you sitting at an airport when yes, you bought these tickets? I was with, at an airport. With this other uh, woman. The, so I was at the at airport, and we, we just got off the phone with a me, company that a, a big, huge company that most people spend their lives trying to get a job or, or work with. And we just basically broke up with them. And we're like, oh, my God, did I do the right thing? This seemed like the right thing. But they just told us that we've made the wrong decision. So my mom gave me like a half a Xanax thinking because I would just needed to fly. We we're having a friend's trip. I just needed to fly. What my mom didn't know was I also chased that with like two glasses of wine. That is <laughs> not something I normally do. But anyway, at that moment, I sat next to a nice lady who said, I'm going to see Britney Spears. And I said, I went to see her too. So I got on my cell phone and I bought VIP tickets to sit in the front row in front of Jay-Z and Beyonce. 
continue. Right. Did you so just they say were in sitting front behind us. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were, now that was that was because I think it was a lottery for VIP seats, and I in think I was the front. first person there. Like I got there I before said, their oh, handlers you got there. Be there right so they were all having dinner, and I was waiting in line. And the end result is, and it wasn't just them. Dave Chappelle was with them too. So all three of this them brilliant. were right behind us. And Beyonce was dancing the entire time. Like, she was. Yeah. Did and they ask you to like? Duck down, pen. No, because really we tall. were in, we were in a pit. We were beneath. But we had were a below. table. We were below. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a. And I'm just gonna tell you right now. That's the best concert I've ever been to. Really? Not because she's a wickedly talented musician. In fact, I think she turned her microphone on once to say, "How's everybody doing tonight?" And then she turned <laughs> it back off and she lip synced well, yeah. the yeah, but, I, I, but that's fine. Well, I, I don't care. That's fine. I don't want to hear her actual voice. <laughs> I just want her to dance yeah. and change her outfit at least. She's three an times. entertainer, yes. not a check, yes. singer. Check, Back. Yeah. Um, yeah. She looked like she'd been working out. <laughs> she looked great uh, at, I any, agree. at any age, but particularly for a mother, she looked. And, and, oh, I don't. Yeah, she looked great. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. right. I yeah. said for any any yeah. age. Anyway, what were we talking about? Meaningful so, life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I will I will do a transition here. Uh, we support women who have overcome, and Brittany, Brittany is an overcomer. Uh, Brittany Kevin Federline. I know. She overcame that. 2007, Brittany, she had a lot to work through. You know, <laughs> it was actually a joke because because I graduated college in 2007. My friends were all like, thank God you got hurt because right around the time I graduated when I was thinking, you she know, like I, I would be going to be her backup dancer. She shaved her head, hit a car with a bat, and no one heard from her for a few years. I know. So I would have been screwed. Have a, didn't she have, like, her infant, like, on the hood of the car while Baby she was dangling. driving? No, I like think she, just in her yeah. lap. I mean, yeah. she's a I, country girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the details. It was bad, but she overcame. She overcame. Right. And look at her. Right. Yeah. Look, at, look at where she is now. She, look at her. She's in she Vegas. She made some money she's off us. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'm sorry. No, that's great. That's great. So moving on to tip three. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is the easiest tip, but just to reflect on what needs are in the world. So this is really easy because there's needs all around us. So I just encourage people to just keep their feelers out, listen in, and kind of see maybe what catches um, catches their heart. Um Obviously, especially we're recording this um, shortly after Thanksgiving, right before the holidays. It's actually Giving Tuesday. If you pulled up your social media right now, there's like 100 different needs listed. Um, But then my fourth tip is, so how do you bring all that together? My fourth tip is you need to figure out where, so what you're passionate about. So what your friends helped articulate about how you're already living your life. So consider that a circle. Then consider the needs of the world a circle, where they overlap, um, where you can help someone, that's the sweet spot you need to figure out. Yeah, I'm like imagining, I love Venn diagrams. Venn diagram. They're my favorite yes. things. So there's, and I've seen Venn diagrams about this before, and it's a little bit different from this. And this is, I like, I kind of like your method better mm-hmm. than the one I've heard before. All right, so you've got what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You've got the needs of the world. Mm-hmm. You've got, I don't know if this was one of your tips, but I thought it was really important when you said say it out loud. Yep. Maybe that's part of, of the, you know, getting your inner circle together mm-hmm. and then there's there's one last one i'm very excited well I, like, it was say it out loud yep. but there's, oh, say it out loud is the fifth one. I <laughs> but there's it. more okay. to it you didn't yes. ruin it i'm yep. gonna I go with it. it pen i love it i, I loved just it. guessed it <laughs> <laughs> you guessed it but i'll rephrase it and tell kind of like a visual of how to do this oh, i feel uh, so bad don't don't at all <laughs> okay. i'm rolling with it my fifth tip i'll tell you to stick your paddle in the water so i think oh, oh. and i'll explain what that means i think a lot of people get hung up that they have to figure out this like 
perfect scenario. They have to have everything in line. They have to know exactly how they want to volunteer, what they want to launch before they even start. And if you're waiting for that, you'll just die. You'll die with your idea. Um, And so my idea, stick your paddle in the water. All right, stick with me here. Um, Has anyone ever paddle boarded in this room before? We we have, yes. Okay, on a scale of one to 10, how good were you at it the first time? She was a 10 off the bat. So look at me over here, over here. I was a one. (laughs) Okay. You guys are tall. You guys are tall. I was like low center of gravity. I was like paddle surfing. Yeah, it was annoying. I was a one. 10, I was there with you in the the one. So I'm in this, I'm in Asia and it's like super flat and I would stand up and I just could never get my feet. Like I could just never get my balance. And so I got home and I was reflecting on this with a friend who's really really good at paddleboarding. She said, well, did you ever stick your paddle in the water? And I said, no, I can never get my feet to be steady. And she said, well, that's what happened. You have to stick your paddle in the water before you get your sure-footedness. And people always ask me like how I got to where I am today. And the truth is eight years ago, um, I was feeling this need of like, oh, I have this cool skill set I'm honing in corporate, but I didn't know how to use it for good. And a friend looked at me and said, hey, my friend's starting this social enterprise in Africa, and I really think you could help her from a marketing and sales standpoint. Could you jump on Skype with her? And when my friend asked me, I was like, I I just graduated college. Like, I don't know. I don't really have a big skill set. And she says, no, I know you could help her. And I am where I am today because I said yes to that. And I stuck Mm -hmm. my paddle in the water Mm -hmm. and just said, okay, my friend sees that in me. There's a need. I do have this gift. There is some sort of overlap. And I took that first call and I loved it. And then she told other friends about me and that's how I ended up getting connected. And so just start. Yeah, just go. Yeah. We've given that advice to people before. I don't know that we have followed it as well as we've given it. What Uh, do you mean? Well, in terms of like donating our time and living a more meaningful life, probably not. We've right. we've said yes to a lot of Facebook videos, and that I don't know if that gets you into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love I love the the metaphor. She's like a human fortune cookie. I by know, the way. She's, I know. She's, she's got a bunch cookie. of really good lines like stick paddle in water, <laughs> hand multiply hand or whatever. So well, I mean, all of these things mm. come together. I love it, and I've been sitting here thinking because I had an idea last night and it made me sweat, and um, I couldn't like I uh-oh, couldn't stay. What is like, it? I, should couldn't we go to sleep it? at night. Is this your Neil sure. deGrasse Tyson? Yes. Oh. Well, you just gave it away. I didn't hear. What was it? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> we didn't, to we didn't hear it. it okay, right. is this okay. more meaningful? Okay. okay, go, go, go. This okay. is this is something meaningful to me. It's an idea I have in my head, so we're going to workshop this. The other thing is, okay. when I say it out loud, I'm not going to say it yet because I'm going to get her advice on one more thing. Okay, Emily, you, you have this idea. You say it out loud. How prepared do you have to be for... I don't want to say naysayers, but kind of the reality of it, because you can have a great idea and there's there are going to be a billion limiting factors of this idea. How familiar do you have to be with those things before you actually hit the go button or do you just work them out as you go along? I think you work them out as you go along. When I was launching the Flourish Market, I mean, you can only imagine that people in my life that experience me as a vice president and investment bank that's moving up the corporate ladder and I'm like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to drive this little old U-Haul truck around town and sell items. You can only imagine what people said. It was like horrible. And they were saying it. The thing is, they were saying it out of love because they loved me and they didn't want me right. to like screw up my life. And so when I looked around, I felt fear. But when I looked inside, I felt passion and confidence and the guttural response to just do just it. Just go. Yeah, just go and figure it out. Awesome. Okay, so here's my idea. Oh, and boy. we're going to workshop it with Emily's tips. Let's do this. Okay, first of all, I will say that we have listeners of all ages. I will throw that out there. I understand that. 
Okay. I understand. Not that. that it's adult. Okay. I'm thinking just Listeners like we need to of be... all ages, let's talk about Christmas movies. Okay? <laughs> there are hundreds of Christmas movies. We go through them every single year <laughs> with our children. Our children have seen lots of different stories of Santa Claus because while we know Santa Claus is real, the details are kind of the interesting part of the movie. So in a Tim Allen movie, Santa Claus is a lawyer who becomes... Santa Claus, he inherits that role from someone else, right? It's in the clause. Yes. In, <laughs> yes, it's in the Santa if Claus. If you will. In if the Polar will. Express, it's a more traditional sort of Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and there's a train that takes you up to the North Pole. There are a lot in, – in Elf, it's in the North Pole. There's a human elf who comes up and helps him out, and they have this little uh, – they have this little sled that has to run on nuclear power because Christmas spirit is gone. Right. So the details are different, right? There's right. And there's a hundred different ways to explain Christmas. I've always wanted there to be a Santa Claus movie that tries to explain how he gets to all these houses. Because who knows? Who knows? Is it is it magic? Or is there some crazy sci-fi explanation mm. like antimatter and black holes and real science fiction that would explain how Santa Claus pulls off this miracle in one night. He works like dark magic is what you're saying? No, no. You're oh. missing the point completely, Max. It's actual science. Are you actual, being a dopey naysayer? Actual, see, but no, this is good. Actual theoretical science. So the children are learning about actual – and the adults are learning right. about actual theoretical science in this theory of how Santa gets it done. Because, again, no one knows how it's done. We just get to have fun guessing what the magic is. Like Jurassic Park, you understand how they made the – the dinosaurs later because it was blood in a mosquito trapped in amber. Yes, you yes. could buy in real fast. And that part's awesome. So who better to explain all of those details than someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson? Mm. And who has a better smile and laugh and is more trustworthy than Neil deGrasse Tyson? It's a, it's a big swing. It's a big swing. It's a huge but it's an idea I, I had. love it. And as I said it, I was telling the story without saying Neil deGrasse Tyson, and she just yelled out Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> who, of course, is the linchpin of all this. And if he's listening, he's I'm going to get sued. I don't know. He's prob- someone's he probably can't sue asked, you for someone, an idea. Someone's probably asked him to do this before. But wouldn't he I be the best yeah. Santa Claus ever? Like, you, like the kids would you love him. You would explain Wait, everything. Oh, he's Santa. Yes, he's, he's, Santa. The, he's the star of the movie. And he probably has some kind of spaceship like he does in Cosmos. And, and the kids go along. And the kids, are, you know, the kids aren't sure about Santa Claus. So and he's like, here's antimatter. Here's a black hole. Here's Stephen Hawking's theorem on time travel. Like all the, here's, here's the theory of, rel- theory of relativity. And he works it all in to Santa Claus pulling off this miracle. There's so many veins popping out of his neck right now. That shows true passion. True passion. Because what we're doing is we're yinning and yanging here. Because I am excited about this, and so Kim feels the need. No, no, no. I'm excited, too. I think you should write it for you, though. No, I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) Like, I can't explain these things. Can I throw out a title? Yes. The Science of Santa? (laughs) Yep. Yeah, sure. So you're thinking of like a nonfiction movie? I'm thinking of like thought, a fictional See, I script. thought he was I thought Neil deGrasse Tyson was the no, narrator. I know, I've got him as Santa. Uh-huh. And so he takes the kids along and he's like, "Here's how I roll." Cuz I mean, Santa always does that. They have, he has different explanations We're of how this happens. We're going to workshop this and I want well, everybody to uh, give me All right, yeah. But I've got that. Here's so here are my limiting factors. You ready? Okay, let's hear him. I don't know how to write a movie screenplay. Okay. I don't know Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I don't know how to copyright this IP. I don't know what the fictional story would be. I don't know anyone in the movie business. I don't know if it's a good idea. 
Okay, so what's in your hand? What do you have pinned? Let's talk about that. I Let's flip the narrative. The one eighth baked idea that I just said out loud on a recorded podcast, <laughs> which may count as intellectual property. I I'm think not it does. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I said it first. Okay. That's all I've got. Nope. You have more. Let's keep going. Yeah. Kim, yeah. what does Pin have? You have a, a video <laughs> camera. Is that what? Yeah. We have a camera. Mm-hmm. You have recording equipment. You have time. You have. I don't have time. You actually don't have time. Maybe right now. maybe in January. Maybe I'll in have January. Time. No, you don't have time right now. But um, <laughs> you have production experience. Yes, you have production experience. I have yeah. some writing experience. That's right. Yes, I'm you write sort all of, the time. I'm a sort of funny writer. Yes. I have musical writing experience. I don't know if Neil's going to want to sign on to a musical piece. <laughs> I think it has to be a musical. I think Absolutely. it has to be a musical. Yeah. And you think you explain science fiction in a musical? And I don't think it's Neil. I think we've, we've moved past oh, Neil. I think he would totally sing. I listen to him all the time on podcasts, and he is the best personality. See? We okay. Can, and we also have the power of Twitter, that's and that's true. how we reach Neil deGrasse Tyson. All right, <laughs> so you're is. on board with Neil, Max. Yeah. Okay. Emma, are you on board with Neil? I'm on board with Neil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. It's only working with him. All right, let's move on. So th- I guess that's what I have in my hand. That's what you have um, in your hand. I, but in my other hand, I have doubt, mm-hmm. laziness, mm-hmm. Um <laughs> A wife who doesn't like the idea. I love the idea. I just think of all the things we have to do. No, no, no. I love it. No, no, no. That's not true. So I do want to know that. Yeah. And Let's let, let, let her work. She, she's doing a good job here. She did the what do you have in your hand thing. That was good. All right. What, so get, give me so some. So we're going to skip a couple of the points because you already know you're passionate about yep, this. And I just talked to my friends. Yeah. And you've understood the needs really well. Because you're like, you know, people want to know this information. But it's also fun. Like, I Clear love different the theories. I love yep. theories of the magic of Santa Claus. I think it's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're to point five. Just stick your paddle in the water. Because here's the deal. If you take one piece of action, action builds momentum. Momentum breeds confidence. Okay. I know you're in doubt. So what's like one thing you could do to start today or maybe start in January so Kim doesn't kill me? Siri, can you get me the number for Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see any matching pace. <laughs> okay, so that's, I mean, that was my first, I tried to you get. You have a male Siri? <laughs> oh, uh, my children control all all settings on my phone. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah she, I like, think it's like an Australian male, too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson Mel is my Gibson. Siri. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, lovely. Man. So, Meaningful Life vis-a-vis musical with Neil deGrasse Tyson. All right, but uh, that was really fun, and we're going to walk away and be like, ah, and then I'm never going to do anything. That's true. And then true. two years from now, he's going to do this movie. Mm-hmm. Because someone else is going to have thought of it. And I think I want to bring that up because mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur's Noor. entrepreneur, um, I didn't know if there was a, a feminine. A yeah, <laughs> that maybe wouldn't prefer that. So let's move yeah. on. As an entrepreneur, um, what uh, do you say to those people who have, you know, who two years later are like, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. Or, you know, I did think of that. And, it, mm. and it's already happened. Um, I say a couple of things. One, in my head, I'm like, you snooze, you lose. But that's not necessarily (laughs) true. I would say that to a good friend is like in a loving way of kind of like, okay, we've got to get this off the ground. But two, I feel like there's there's like thousands of boutiques in North Carolina. Like there's not – only one person isn't called to do something. Like granted, in that world, if there's already an exact movie (laughs) – But for most people listening that want to launch something, I hear a lot, oh, well, someone already has a store like that or someone's already doing a nonprofit like that. And I'm like, who cares? You're an individual with unique gifts. You'll go about it in a different way. For our boutique, as an example, we do 80s rap videos and come up with like fun, like we did a Ice Ice 80s weekend in the summer. If I saw another boutique do that, I'd just like laugh because 
I love breakdancing. I love all these things. So I bring in like my unique capabilities to a business that may look a lot like someone else's, but there's always a different way of going about it. And we need more than one boutique. We need more than one nonprofit. Like I'm literally, I mean, that was a very specific thing you brought up. We (laughs) wouldn't want two exact movies, but for pretty much everyone else listening, start it. It doesn't matter if someone is already out there doing it or even doing it better. Do it in your own unique way. And don't you feel like if you go into, we we get a lot of questions about people wanting to start a blog, Mm -hmm. uh, create a Facebook video, whatever. If you you start with the intention to serve somebody, That yeah, if, that's different from most people's motives. Then that's, I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're bound to be successful if your motives are pretty pure in that way. Absolutely, that's why I'm really big on understanding people's needs, and it was one of my tips. We do that a lot as a business. We survey, um, we survey our customers and our audience on Instagram a lot just to hear what their needs are. We ask them. So instead of just putting up, buy this cute red sweater. Our crowd has shared with us they're afraid, they need more courage, they need X, Y, and Z. So we put out content to meet their needs that don't even have anything a lot of times to do with buying our products. Because you are helping the women, not just the women that you're serving Mm -hmm. that are making these products, but also the women that are coming into your store. Yeah, absolutely. I initially launched our business in a meaningful way thinking, okay, I'm going to help provide dignified jobs and elevate the worth of women in the developing world. Two months in, I realized... Women in my own community need their work to be elevated, too. And that's the cool thing about starting something meaningful. It gets more meaningful as you go, um, as you dig deeper and deeper into your passions. I think that's why the stud button never happened, because it wasn't meaningful (laughs) enough. It was another one of my ideas. Tell us more about that, maybe? (laughs) Stud button? Well, it's now a thing. Okay. Someone else did it. I thought it was five years ago. And a button-up shirt, there's like, it's either button too high or it's too low and you see a lot of chest hair. Agree. Are you with me, Max? I have that problem a lot. And so he wanted a magnetic button. He wanted to call it the stud button. And it was like a little magnetic insert to, I thought it was a great idea. That's brilliant. So you always have the same spot. On or, the, or no, you can move can, it wherever you want. Right. But it's a tweener. But button, for you, really. I'm saying you yeah. you get to pick your yeah. first yes. button. Yeah, yeah. you get to this, pick where yeah, your first because, button. Yeah, because because the manufacturers, for some reason, maybe you know more about this than I do. Uh, they, they, the buttons all go in a certain place yeah. and one of them is nerd and one of them is chest hair. And there was mm-hmm. like in between, no in between. there yeah. needed to be. And so a, I had a this, dad one. Yeah. <laughs> I had this idea, said it out loud. I said it out loud to probably too many people. Cause we started like carving up our ownership before we could even like do it. Um, and then no one did anything. And then uh, two months ago, one of the guys sent me a text and there's like this button that everyone's buying now. So, yeah, but your motive, well, yeah, your motive was my to motive help was yourself. To make, my motive was to make money. <laughs> I was like, this is going to get me rich. No, I'm serious. And it did not, like, it was mm-hmm. not going to help anyone in Nepal. Or, it was uh, going to help or, you. Yeah, it was going to help me. And and so I think that's, it's a really good point about mm-hmm. it getting more meaningful as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, so Much next... like Neil deGrasse Tyson, which will help the children and their imaginations around Christmas time. Okay, M, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, this has been fun. So <laughs> I made a little special page for you guys. If you go to the oh. flourishmarket.com backslash holderness, uh, I've got all the links there for you. Wait, what's on there? Is there well, other... it's not live yet. It goes live later today. Okay. Um, but it's just going to be the links to our social media and the links to, so Instagram, if you just don't want to visit this page but want to find us on Instagram, we're at The Flourish Market, and my personal Instagram account is at Sexton. You can find everything else from the link trees, so from the link in our Instagram um, profiles. And if you're not on Instagram and on Facebook, we're at The Flourish Market. So you can find us there. And seriously, the cutest store, and it's, it's an, you have an online store. 
We do. And we ship every day. Cutest earrings, such good Christmas gifts. And it's like there's a great story to tell too. So you can send a gift to somebody and have an amazing story to tell. So oh, thanks for that. The yeah. the flourish market dot com backslash holderness and on there i've also got a 15 percent off shopping pass what? for your listeners to use in store or online on their first oh purchase gosh, she's so much more organized than this. it's unbelievable <laughs> i love a good she's, landing page yeah. i know i mean just so you can find everything in one spot and if you're interested in tools for digging in further especially for business owners we've got some fun things actually launching in a few days that by the time this podcast goes live will be live yeah she's kind of a rock star um in the fashion world but also just helping women just find their purpose and and live with purpose. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me, Penn. Nice to finally officially know, meet you. Right? You were all that I dreamed of and more. I mean, Wait, I think what I, were you about? Like, oh, I told wow. you what I was worried about. Were you, did you have any predispositions about me or I didn't. Did you think I, I might just, be kind of a butthole? No, not like, at all. No, not, okay. But when you were telling Kim's version of that night, the version that I had that night was I finished speaking. I go to the back of the room and I'm just trying to get out of there really fast and sneak out. <laughs> I was like, and no, I turn around friend. with my bag and Kim's standing there. And I'm like, why does this woman look familiar? <laughs> she's like, Hey, I follow you on Instagram. She starts talking. I'm like, why does she look familiar? Why does she look familiar? That I saw her name tag said holder dist. I was like, Oh, you're Kim. Oh my gosh. And so we hit it off and I got in the car and called my best friend. And I was like, I just think I like really hit it off with Kim Holderness and we're both business owners and we're going to get together and we're just going to dream together. And so I'm just glad to know you and now to know you, Penn. And, and he can break dance. You can do the worm. Can you do the worm? Well, yes, but I dislocated both my knees this past okay. summer oh, doing it. My I just had to wear goodness. knee braces for eight weeks, but it was worth it. What, no. uh, what was Hashtag the, worth it. Hang on. Hashtag Most of the time it. when I do the worm, uh-huh. I have been lubricated in some way or another. <laughs> Uh, well, how, what was your situation when you? So we did this ice ice eighties video, dressed <sighs> in eighties gear. So we filmed it. Oh no, it was fine. And so the video went up. And so then I go to my CrossFit gym, and one of the coaches there was like, "Let's oh. see you do the worm. I just saw it in the video. Let's see it." And so the floors there are really tough, and I didn't think about that. And so when I came down, both of my knees, like I landed. Oh, no. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and it was really really bad. They both uh, went out of joint. So I was in knee braces for eight weeks. But you know, can't keep us down, right? No, right. Still high you were kicking. in knee braces for eight, eight weeks, weeks because of a worm request. Yeah. Had, okay, yeah. that's strong. I mean, yeah, yeah. Penn's, Penn's like throwing his back out, but again, hashtag no, worth do it. Do you remember no, when we did the Harlem Shake at the news station, I did the worm, and it, it affected my ability to finish that stupid, um, that wonderful half half Ironman that we did. Uh, I, and, and I had a doctor who did a write-up on what happened and how the worm like affected for insurance. Affects your knees. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> Maybe anyway. I'll borrow that from you. Hey, you got to live life all in. As my friend Jesse says, it's like a bouquet, a bouquet toss. You go all in or you just sit it out. So <laughs> cheers to going all in. <laughs> go all in. Get that bouquet, ladies. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. And scene. <laughs> Max, keep that. <laughs> and we're done. Okay, let's do it again. This time with Rolf. Y'all are following We've definitely me. been rolling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.